This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kentucky basketball fought hard, but at the end of the day was not able to keep up with the number one team in the country. But after seeing that performance, I really like this Kentucky basketball squad. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Daw, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. And that's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply on today's episode of locked on Kentucky. We are going to be recapping the Wildcats 89 to 84 loss to the number one team in the country. The Kansas Jayhawks going to be talking about the good, the bad, and what we need to be looking forward to with this Kentucky squad. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. Let's go ahead and get into it. Final score here one more time, 89-84 to in favor of Kansas. This was a very, very fun game. Back and forth it went. Kansas grew an early lead. Kentucky rallied back. They took the lead. Kansas asserted themselves before the end of the first half. Kentucky tried to hold on there for the majority of the second half, had a six-point lead with just a couple of minutes to go, and a couple of threes from uh, Dejuan Harris, point guard for the Kansas Jayhawks, is what killed Kentucky in the end. It was very painful to watch uh, Kentucky kind of fall apart in a similar way that they did in the NCAA tournament to Kansas State. Uh, A couple of late three-pointers is what kind of fueled the Wildcats uh, in that contest, the Wildcats of Kansas Kansas State, I should say. Uh, It's kind of what fueled them at the very end of that one, a couple of just wild shots, except in this case for, uh, for Harris, these were a couple of threes that Kentucky sagged off of. And as we discussed in the preview episode, Harris not shooting very well, not shooting a ton at the beginning of this year, but last season a 40% three-point shooter. We said that he could get hot in this game. He was somebody to look out for. And, of course, he, at the end, kind of helped helped Kansas put it away. But I want to talk here at the beginning of this show about the positives. And I think the big thing we have to point out is the fact that Kentucky – stuck with Kansas and had a lead on them at multiple points in this game. I walked into this one expecting to lose by somewhere between 10 to 20 points. I thought Kentucky was going to get ran. I thought Kansas had a better height advantage. I thought they were the more efficient offensive team. I thought that they were just the more complete team. And I thought Kentucky was just simply in a bad spot without their three seven footers in this lineup. And sure enough, Kentucky went out there in the first half and proved me wrong shooting a ton of threes in this contest, 38 to be specific. 
That was good. They uh, they hit 12 of them. That was good for 31.6%, a little bit under their average. We're going to discuss the shooting numbers later on in the show because I think while there are a ton of positive things to take away from this one, there are a couple of questions that we need to address moving forward here in the non-con slate. But let's talk for a second about Rob Dillingham, who came off the bench for Kentucky and had 18 points on 6 of 12 shooting. He was 4 of 5 from deep in the first half and did not get an opportunity to shoot a three-pointer in the second. Why, you may ask, because he was on the bench at various points in this contest for uh, in uh, foul trouble. He finished uh, the game with five fouls, fouled out there at the end after a late hoist from Reed Shepard uh, was no good, just an ill-advised shot from Kentucky late in the game. Uh, but in 16 minutes of play, Rob Dillingham had 18 points. He also had three, uh, three uh, assists, and he had a couple of steals as well, a couple of rebounds, arguably Kentucky's best player on the court, uh, and I think the plus-minus may reflect that, actually, if you go and look at the box score. Rob Dillingham did a little bit of everything for Kentucky, and he's not going to be shooting that hot for the rest of the season. He hit uh, three or four straight threes in a row uh, there at the beginning, or midway through uh, the first half, I should say, to kind of give Kentucky a, a, a solid edge uh, towards the end of the first half. But I, I think that we do need to appreciate that nights like this will come for Rob Dillingham. He had a really good night. I think we need to be excited about the fact that two guards and Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham came off the bench and played very, very well, uh, I think, in their limited action, 16 minutes apiece. Reed Shepard, 13 points, 4 of 5 shooting, 3 of 4 from beyond the arc. He made both of his free throws. He had an assist, 4 steals, a couple of turnovers, though, as well, a couple of them. Uh, one of them being uh, uh, just at a bad spot there uh, in the second half. Reed Shepard also played very well, had all four of his steals in the first. Kentucky, Kansas adjusted. Man, Kansas adjusted in the second half. Kentucky tried to battle back, um, tried to hold their own, but unfortunately they were not able to do so. I think that we should be pleased with the fact that Kentucky shot as poorly as they did in this one and lost by five. They had a lead with about a minute left, uh, and then they they just kind of fell apart there towards the end. And what did we discuss at the beginning of the season when it was clear that Kentucky was going to be an eight-man rotation, and then after that first game, a seven-man rotation against Texas A&M Commerce? Kentucky's not going to be able to win a lot of really tough games with a shortened rotation like that. You need all of your players back. So the positive takeaway here, guys, after losing a very hard-fought game, not shooting particularly well, not getting good nights from your best perform- uh, from your best players, which we will get to, is the fact that Kentucky uh, hung in there without their entire rotation. That's the positive. This is not a complete team. This is not a complete product. You are going to see a more well-rounded, complete Kentucky roster here in about a month. You're going to see this team play better. You're going to see this team get deeper and more aggressive around the rim. If you had one of your seven-footers available for this game, I think it completely changes how Hunter Dickinson attacks in this one. Obviously, he's a very good player. I'm not going to sit here and complain about Hunter Dickinson. I do find his attitude very irritating. He is very, I think uh, I think Matt Jones on Twitter put it very well. He's He's way too whiny to be as good as he is. And I really wish that he would not be as much of a villain and not be as much of a crybaby at times on the court because every single time this man got called for a foul, and if I'm not mistaken, he finished the game with three fouls. So every single time, every single time, all three times, he threw his hands up and he gave the official a mouthful. 
And I understand the frustration at times because there were a couple of questionable calls in this game, I think both ways. Hunter Dickinson has no reason to complain. He has no room to sit there and whine. And I want to use words that I shouldn't on the show. He, he has no room to sit there and whine as much as he does. He's too good of a player. Step up, be a better leader, have a better attitude. Uh, I, I think that he played phenomenal. Uh, hats off to the way that the front court played for Kansas. Uh, at 27 points, 21 rebounds for Dickinson. Again, if Kentucky has one of their seven-footers back, I think that this is a different conversation for how Dickinson played in this game. At times, Trey Mitchell uh, did okay, uh, holding his own against Dickinson. You can't front the post in this Kansas offense. You can't, or as a defense, you can't front the post against this Kansas offense, and it hurt Kentucky so many different times. It is fascinating to watch Bill Self and in, in this team find different ways to get the ball to the rim and to get players out of position. It's really interesting because it's not like the most beautiful spacing on the in, in, in the world, but it works. It really does work. And I'm not saying Bill Self doesn't have good spacing. I think the offense has good spacing. It's just not like the five out, spread you out, find ways to get to the rim like that. I just think it's very fascinating to watch how Bill Self and Kansas did stuff. But uh, Kentucky, they fought hard, man. They fought very, very hard. <sighs> Didn't shoot particularly well in in the game, throughout the game. Uh, they shot well from three in the first half, but I want to dive into more of the negatives outside of telling you, let's be excited about this team. Let's be happy about this team when they get back. I don't want to sit here and say this and it get clipped and everybody freak out about it. Uh, online if that does happen I think Kentucky showed that they were the better team against Kansas and if they are if they have their full rotation maybe you have some different conversations about how this one goes obviously the shooting numbers are what they are you have to learn to accept it let's move on let's go to the next game but uh, Kentucky I, I think really showed a lot of heart and a lot of capability in this game because I did not think this one would be close uh, so if you've got any thoughts on this game, you can absolutely sound off in the comments below. I'm choosing to take a positive stance on this one. I'm excited about the rest of the season. I'm excited to see what this roster does. I'm excited to see what this team looks like when everybody's back and healthy. But I, we will address some of the negatives in this game because you lost. It's not all roses and sunshine. Let's dive into some of the things that we saw that we maybe should be a little bit more critical of. Not as critical, but a little bit critical uh, before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Jace Medical. There is a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it's really important to be prepared, and you can be prepared with Jace Medical. They provide a Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs, all it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. You can get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It is doctor-created, doctor-recommended. You do not want to get caught unprepared. You can choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs by going to jacemedical.com and entering code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That is promo code Locked On at jasemedical.com. Jace Medical, don't get caught unprepared. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition, the late Tuesday edition. Most of you are listening to this on Wednesday. Uh, edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl, really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel already, please go ahead and do so. If you're listening on podcast, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed there as well. Let me know what you thought about this one in the comments below. So let's go ahead and get into some of the more negative things in this game. And I, I really I really don't want to... You know what? Before we get into that, let's let's highlight one more player. Uh, Adu Thiero, who shot 5 of 10 in this game, had 16 points, soared over people to grab a couple of rebounds and throw down some really impressive dunks, was 5 of 6 from the foul line. That was crucial. Uh, six re- or seven rebounds, no, excuse me, six offensive rebounds, seven defensive rebounds, 13 total. So he had 16 and 13, only two fouls, uh, one assist, one turnover. He had a minus 26 plus minus uh, in 31 minutes. And I think that that is less, less of a reflection of his capabilities as a defender and more of the fact that Kansas just kind of had what they wanted to at different times at the rim and stopping Hunter Dickinson was difficult. Also, you've got a guy like KJ Adams who had 16 points and shot eight of 11 in this game. Uh, you've also got Kevin McCuller who was a problem at times in this one as well. Uh, you, you have to be able to slow those guys down. Uh, unfortunately, Adutiero couldn't do that. And because Kentucky doesn't have a lot of depth there at power forward, you struggled. If you have Aaron Bradshaw back in this game, Things look different. Things certainly do. But Aduthiero played as about as hard and as good as you could have asked him to. So props to Aduthiero. Very good performance, I think, uh, despite some of the uh, issues on defense, that some of them were just simply not his fault. So let's talk about the negatives. I think Kentucky's shooting has to improve. We'll talk about more of the overall shooting numbers. But look at these individual performances from DJ Wagner and Antonio Reeves. Holy cow. DJ Wagner, you went 1 of 12, 4 points, 0 of 3 from deep. You had 2 rebounds, 2 personal fouls, 1 assist, 1 steal, a negative 23 plus minus in 25 minutes of game action. You had to be pulled at different moments in this one. You had to sit on the bench for Rob Dillingham. You were getting outperformed by Shepard and Dillingham in a game that really, really mattered for Kentucky. Does one game make an entire season. No, it absolutely does not. But what has DJ Wagner struggled with? Shooting efficiency. He's also struggled at times uh, getting the ball to the right players, I think. And we got to see that a couple of times in this game. One of 12. One of 12 in this one. I'm not going to sit here and melt down about it. I'm not going to sit here. Some of you in my voice, you can hear the inflection. I'm not as upset as maybe I come off as. One of 12 is, it, 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 I guess it just happens? Question mark? I, I guess that just happens at times. You cannot afford to go one of 12 in a single game for the rest of the season. You cannot let this happen again. DJ Wagner has to get better on the offensive end, and it starts with better shot selection. Kentucky has to find him different ways to get the ball where he can knock down some shots 
And I'll tell you this, and and this is going to be a criticism of his individual of his individual game as as a as a shooter. I've been around people who coach how to shoot. I I, I talk to people who coach how to shoot. I'm consistently around people like that. I'm consistently within my day to day interacting with people that coach Division One college basketball players that are within this conference on how to shoot the basketball. DJ Wagner has to figure out why he's leaving all of his shots short. You have to be able to build up some more power from your from your jump, and, and he's not getting it. I don't know if it's in his. In, I don't know if it's in his release. I don't know if it's the fact that he's not he's not getting enough off of his jump. I, I don't I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if it's if he's throwing one hip in whenever he's trying to to release, and that's kind of it kind of killing some of the momentum he's got going whenever he's going up and and, and following through. I don't know what the situation is, but he is consistently leaving shots short, and it's frustrating to watch because it feels like it can be fixed, but the reality of the situation is he's already in college. He's a one-and-done NBA prospect. He's not coming back. DJ Wagner, I don't think right now, is as interested in fixing his jump shot as he is in learning the game and adjusting and getting better and getting more mature and getting more experienced in other areas, but that is something that you have to focus on. You can't go 1 of 12 again, DJ. We have to have you. If you're going to start for this team and you're going to play as much as you do and you're going to do all these different things, you got to be able to shoot better because performances like this, they do weigh the team down. I, I don't want to sit here and say DJ Wagner is the reason Kentucky lost this game because he's not. Uh, he is certainly not. Um, but he's also he, he also didn't help. He, he, he did not contribute in the way Kentucky needed him to. One of 12 is just, it's just tough. It's just rough. Antonio Reeves as well had 24 points in this game. I'm going to be honest, considering he shot 7 of 25 from the floor, it's hard to believe that he ended up with 24 points. 7 of 25 is bad. Let's be clear. That's really bad. Uh, Reeves had 8 rebounds, by the way. Only 1 assist, 1 turnover, uh, 2 fouls. He was 7 of 7 from the line. Thank goodness Kentucky needed it. You shot 68% from the foul line in the second half, by the way. We'll, we'll get to that later. But Antonio Reeves went 3 of 17 from beyond the arc. 3 of 17. You cannot afford this to happen again in a big game. This felt so much like Kansas State uh, uh, just earlier in this year where you let the team's point guard hit a couple of late threes, Antonio Reeves has a bad game, you have another guard absolutely go off, and you lose because you fell apart at the very end and you didn't have enough in the rotation. Antonio Reeves, 24 points, cool. 7 of 7 from the line, cool. 8 total rebounds, awesome. 3 of 17 from outside the arc, I don't ever want to see that again. Never. Don't want to see that again. Because here's what's going to end up happening. If this continues and you see Rob Dillingham come off the bench, shoot 35% or better from three, shoot 32% or better from three, and is consistently finding people, dishing out assists, Reed Shepard collecting steals, shooting well from beyond the arc, he's having efficient games, he's finishing positive in the plus minus, you're going to see fans start to get frustrated and ask, why is Coach Cal playing the, these players the way that he is? 
because there were different moments in this game where you had to sit there and scratch your head a little bit. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to sit here and point to different things because people are going to start thinking I'm insinuating things that I'm not. I don't know what it is. I, I did not understand some of the rotations in this game. We're not going to get into it. I did not understand it. I was confused. I don't know why Reed Shepard did not play more in this one, especially considering he only ended up with three fouls, and I believe one of them was late. Let the players that are playing well play the game out. It's about matchups. If you have players that are winning their matchup and are performing well, you have to be able to give them a shot. And Shepard's only three that he missed was off of a was off of like two different screens late where it was just an awful shot and it was just an awful uh, awful play. Uh, just because John Welch here is here does not mean John Calipari is going to stop drawing up awful end of game plays. I, I mean that was just abysmal, um, but I'm not that mad at it because I didn't expect it Kentucky to be in this one to begin with. Begin with. There, if this continues for another few games, and I mean five or six games, where Wagner starts playing less efficient or continues to play uh, less efficient than Rob Dillingham and Reed Shepard, we're going to start a dialogue. We're going to have to have a conversation because this is going to end up costing you games, and you can't just sit there and keep saying, well, it'll work at some point. Well, it'll work at some point. Well, maybe it'll work at some point. You look up and he's shooting 19% 10 games into the season. You can't have that happen. You just can't. You have to play players that make your team better. And Wagner's got to pull out of this. He's got to find a way to pull out of this. One of 12 overall. Reeves, three of 17 from three. You're going to play, by the way, teams that are not as good uh, statistically on defense. This was a very good defensive team. And the reason you were able to score 84 points it's because you were able to draw fouls, some of them uh, late that you weren't able to get, but that's okay. It's not the end of the world. The officiating in this game is not the problem. Uh, you you chucked up 76 shots as opposed to Kansas's 59. Holy cow. And you only hit 25 of them. You shot 32.9% in this game. That's where I want to transition now. The overall shooting numbers and the discussion around this offense because I think there are positives and negatives to take away from it. Before I get into that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring They've got simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. It's pretty simple. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That is linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, wrapping up the Tuesday, Wednesday-ish edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. I really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not subscribed to the show, go ahead and do it. This is going to be a fun non-conference slate. You lose one, you rebound, you move on from it. We had to talk about the negatives. We're going to continue to talk about this offense. And there was a statement that I made 
I think early in this offseason, I've continued to, to harp on it. And maybe I shouldn't bring this up. Maybe I'll just continue to cold take myself. Kentucky, I think, has the ability to be a good shooting team. I think they have the ability to be more efficient statistically than they have been. And I think they have the ability specifically to shoot outside the arc much better than they have through three games. 31.6%. You shot 39% in the first half. You shot 20%, 3 of 15 in the second. Some ill-advised shots from outside the arc. And a couple of air balls in both halves. Jordan Burks, Justin Edwards, I'm looking at you. We have not even talked about Justin Edwards, by the way, who went 0 of 6 and had one point. Four rebounds, two personal fouls, two assists, two, two, turnovers, two turnovers, one block. In 29 minutes, I, I don't want to bash the kid. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do that today. Justin Edwards did not play well. I'm disappointed in the way that Justin Edwards played. I'm sure he is more than I am. Who cares what I think? I'm curious to see how he moves forward. I'll say that. You have to assume with your personnel currently and with a more developed roster once your players get back, once your three seven-footers get back, Kentucky will be able to run their offense more comfortably and I think that this team will therefore shoot better from outside the arc. I think this team has the ability to be a good three-point shooting team. Maybe not an elite one, but they've got players on this roster that can shoot the basketball. Now, some of them are streaky. Antonio Reeves, I'm looking at you. But I think you have guys that can shoot. It's going to be okay, I think, on the offensive end of the floor. I want to reiterate this. Kansas has a very good defense. For you to score 84 points and only shoot 32.9% from the floor and only 73% from the foul line and you shot six less free throws than Kansas did, you have to be happy with that moving forward because what does that tell you? Oh, against worse teams, we're probably going to be able to take a better step forward and we're going to be able to do maybe score as much as we do uh, so far at the beginning of this year. We will be able to get the ball to players that we really, really need to get the ball to to start get them getting them going. I'm looking at Justin Edwards. I'm looking at DJ Wagner. Put them in better positions, and maybe they'll succeed. Maybe this is maybe part of this is just Kansas is just really good on the defensive end of the floor, and that's that's a possibility. That's okay. That That's a world we could live in. But at the same time, I think some of Kentucky's issues here were self-inflicted. And I think I want to stick to my take. I think Kentucky can be a good three-point shooting team. And I think that, that that their ceiling tonight was not where they cap out. I don't think that you've got to combine, what, 8 of 43 from Wagner, Reeves, and Edwards? You're not going to have that very often in the future, I don't think. You're also not going to get 4 of 5 from 3 and 6 of 12 from the floor from Wag, uh, from uh, Dillingham very often. I don't I don't think. But you're going, you're going, things are going to balance out. I think your offense is going to stay scoring as consistently as it does. Uh, and I think that the the efficiency will rise. I think it's going to be fine. But at the same time, your shot selection has to get a little better. I, I like it. I really do like it compared to last year. you got to learn how to slow things down and not rush things. I understand this team is young, and that will come with time. And so I'm not that concerned. I think everything's going to be okay. I think Kentucky is going to get better. This was a night that I expected Kentucky to get blown out, and they competed, 
and they almost won. Let's take this. Let's run with it. Let's figure out how we can get better, and let's get those three seven-footers back so we can see what this Kentucky team is truly made of. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.